Rabbi Sai, good morning, a good Erev Shabbos. Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Parshish Vayikra. Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Parshish Zohar. Parshish of Zohar, Sasha Oslochal, Amalek, Tovshin Pei Beis. And it's the week before the great Yantif of Purim, which is coming upon us. All of us remember from our days in the Yeshiva and all our lives how much we were influenced by the great Simcha of Purim. But we have to recognize that before we get to the Simcha of Purim, we have to remember that there was a battle, and there's a constant battle, and uh, the fight that we have constantly with the Amaleks of the world. So we're going to try to get chizuk, especially during this, the time period that we're in. We see clearly that the world is topsy-turvy, it's v'nahapachu. And the only uh, makam, which is the safe place, which is like the Tevas Nayach, is the the Mekaymas Hatayra, really great, great schusim that Klai Yisrael are all uh, involved in and trying to help the refugees. So what can we see from the Parsha? What can we see from Parsha Zohar? Some Gewaldike, Gewaldike Chazukim. I want to say over, before I speak a little bit about a theme which I've been, I was contemplating, just to say over a word that we said over in previous years, because it's such a geshvak of word on the, the beginning of Parsha, Sefer Vayikra, and we're all familiar with it. Pasuk starts out by Yikra. Hashem al Moshe Kodesh Baruch Hu calls to Moshe. Vayidaber Hashem elov me'ol moed lemar. Kodesh Baruch Hu calls it out to him, and Rashi says the lashon of Kriya is a lashon of Chavivus. Kodesh Baruch Hu reveals himself to Moshe Rabbeinu. It's a lashon of a Kriya. A Kriya is a lashon of Chiba, and uh, it's Yedua. Rashi says that. Um, that the Nevi'e Umas Ha'olam it says a lashon of Vayikar Elohim El Bilam, but by Moshe Rabbeinu says Vayikra, and everyone points out the famous word from the Balaturim, the Aleph Zeira, the small Aleph, which Balaturim explains that there was an argument going on between Moshe Rabbeinu and Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Hakadosh Baruch Hu wanted to to give it the full fledged um, word Vayikra with the Aleph with the Aleph Malay, and Moshe Rabbeinu said, no, please take out the Aleph. I only want to be considered like another person, like Bilam, like the way you created Bilam, as if it's a happening. The Yikar is not Lashon of a Kriya of Chavivas, just happens to happen to, 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 to speak to this person, Lashon of Tumah, so to speak. A little pella that Moshe Rabbeinu is arguing over this point. And as Yikarish Bochus says, well, you know what, I'm going to listen to you partially. I'm going to make the Aleph Zeira, which shows that Moshe Rabbeinu was such an anav, but I still have to put the Aleph inside. And we see from over here how humble Moshe was, and it's a lesson for all of us of how humility plays a role in our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu and our relationship with other people. Um, the kasha that I always say over from Rav Shach Zetzal is that the, 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 the concept of HaKadosh Baruch Hu speaking to Moshe, we find already in Zefer Shmos in a few places, and it calls Vayikra Hashem al Moshe, HaKadosh Baruch Hu called to Moshe. And over there it doesn't say the Aleph Velashen Zira. So why Dafka over here does say the Aleph Velashen Zira? So we're fond of saying over to Rav Shach Zetzal says the Teretz, which we feel there's something which is still needed to add on to Rav Shach. And uh, Rav Shach says that Moshe Rabbeinu was always working on the Midah of Anova. Like I said, over this week I heard over, I, used to, I heard over from the Talmidim of Rav Moshe Feinstein, Zatzal, my Rebbe, Rav Moshe once said that he worked on Amida for 40 years, that I heard, and I heard from the Talmidim of Hakim, 
that that midah was the midah of Anova, which is really a pella, because Moshe, Moshe, Rav Moshe was such an honor, such a, a humble person. But we see it wasn't something which just came naturally. Something he had to work on. The midah he worked on for 40 years to work on the midah of Anova. So if Shach says that Moshe Rabbeinu, who was called the Anav Miholam, the most humble of all people, he also felt that he had to work on it. Like the Chavis Havavah says, the Yetzirah doesn't let up, and it's always trying to battle against us. Just a, a little Maimra Muskir. When we speak about the Mecham of Amalek, we realize the Mecham of Amalek is really the, the Amalek which is inside of every single one of us. That's the true battle. So Moshe Rabbeinu was always working on it. And here he felt that there's there's a little bit of of of, um, of gaiva that's creeping into him, and he asked that Hakadosh Baruch Hu should really not put put him up to that test, <clears throat> and he wanted to have a new chiddush in the avana vavana, and therefore he wanted to be vayikar b'loy aleph, because <clears throat> always we're fighting against the yitzhara. But still, the question begs to be asked that Moshe Rabbeinu we see previously. In Shmais, when Hakadosh Baruch Hu calls out to him, he doesn't say anything. And Dafka over here does he say it? Why Dafka over here? All of a sudden, so the simple pshat that Rav Shach would have probably said is, no. Now he was typhus that there's an Indian that he has to work on the Ibida of Anova. But I was thinking along the lines of what we said previously, that we take a look at the end of Sefer Shmais. We'll try to put the end of Sefer Shmais, the beginning of Sefer Vayikra, to make a smichus, the Indian of smichus smuchin. Like we're learning in the Dafiyom, the Indian of Smuchin, that uh, we know at the end of Sefer Shmais, Hakadosh Baruch Hu finally, Moshe uh, Rabbeinu completes the Mishkan, and he's about to enter into the Mishkan, and it says Velayachol Moshe Lava Elon. Moshe Rabbeinu was not able to come into the into the Mishkan because the the Anon was on top of it, and he only the Medrash says only in beginning of Sefer Yikra when he gets called to come in. Is he allowed to get in? Teaching you a midah. The midah is you don't enter into someone's home, you don't enter into someone's abode unless you're called. That's also a concept of humility. Don't just barge in. And there's a lot of depth to that uh, to that level. But what we want to try to say is, is that previously, when Akarish Bokhu called Moshe Rabbeinu, is his Vayikra, so there wasn't necessarily a uh, separation between Moshe Rabbeinu and the rest of Klai Yisrael. But over here, after he completed the Mishkan, all of a sudden now it's Vayikra Hashem al-Moshe, HaKadosh Baruch is calling Moshe, and he's pointing out, you're allowed to come in. Over here, Moshe Rabbeinu felt, it could be there's the Midas Hagaiva that's coming into him. I'm the only one from all the Klai Yisrael that's been chosen by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So he begged HaKadosh Baruch Hu, please don't put me into this Messiah. It's a geshmak of art, the olive ze'ira, and it's a lesson that we should learn, that we have to have humility, just like Moshe Rabbeinu had humility. That's a geval de gevart. The lessons which I felt such important lessons that we could learn from this week's parsha and the parsha of Kabbonis, and relating to the parsha of Amalek, um, was thinking along the lines that we know that, that the days of Purim are days that are mesukul for Nisim, and there are days that are masugal, there are really days that are really set for the Indian of Tfilah. Tfilah is an integral part of Megillah's Esther. As we see in the days of Mordechai the Esther, that Esther says to Mordechai, you should fast for three days, Tzumu Alai, and Mordechai went out into the, into the streets, and he gathered everybody,
And the Chazal say that Mordechai is the son of Yoyer, like the, like the Megillah says, Ben Yoyer, Ben Shimi, Ben Kish, Ishimini. And all of these different uh, lineages that he had from his grandparents, Chazal Darshanem, as Lashonis of Tefillah. Like it says, he was Heyer Eneim Sheyisrael B'Tefillasay, the Gemara says. He lit up the eyes of Klaisal with his Tefillas. Ben Shimi, Sheshama Kel Tefillasay. He was called the grandson of Shimi because HaKadosh Baruch Hu listened to his Tefillas. Ben Kish, why was he great grandson of Kish? Shehikish, Shashare Rachamim, Veniftachulo. He, 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 he knocked on the door, he banged on the door. He was Makish, uh, knocking on heaven's door of the Shari Rachamim, and the, and the Shari Rachamim opened up for him. So it's languages of tefillah. We see how important tefillah is an integral part of the battle that was fought against Amalek. And the Marsha points out that when it says the language of Heir Eneim, that relates to La Yehudim Haisa Eira. What was La Yehudim Haisa Eira? The Kavana was that through Mordechai's Tfilas, which were Meir Eneim to Klal Yisrael. So Klal Yisrael was able to have a light. And Shimi is because in those days, why did he have to hear it? Because in those days there was a Mechitza, a Hefzik between the Shire Shemaim. We know that the Gzeira was that all of Klal Yisrael should be killed. And uh, it was every single Jew was going to be wiped out of the face of the earth. And it was written in Dam. And since it was written in Dam, it was like there was a Mechitza Shabbar, so there was an iron curtain. But the Shari Dima, the, the gates of tears, they're never ever shut off. And Mordechai went out, Belavush Sak, and he gave out a great cry. And this is really a, a lesson for all of us that in these days, Rabbi says, we see clearly the world is shaking and the world is in turmoil. We have to realize we must assert ourselves as much as we can to be mechazik, the Indian of tefillah. Um, I'll just mention another word from, since we're getting close to, to Purim, and it's negated to this Indian over here that I saw, the, the Ben Yehoyada says that the order of the languages of tefillah, which we find by Mordechai, really seem to be out of place. Because normally, what happens is that when a person sees a, that the gates are closed, so you, have to, you have to knock on the door, and then afterwards, if the door is open, you or if you can't stop, you call out and you hope that they're going to listen to you. And then afterwards, your eyes will be shining. They'll be heyer and heyer shal Yisrael. So it's the opposite. It's yoyer, then shimi, then kish. It should have been kish, shimi, and yoyer. So the Ben Yoda says, an unbelievable thing. And he says it really correlates to the, the days of Hatzalah that took place. If you really follow the story, we know that Esther made the, 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 the decree that they should fast for three days. That was during Pesach. And it was Erev Pesach and Pesach and the following day. And what happened was at that time, Haman was alive. So what were the tefillahs? The tefillahs were that Haman should die. There should be a Hatzalah and that Haman should be hung up, which is actually what took place on Tes Zion Nisan. The tefillahs were heard, and Haman was hung up by Achashverosh, Alaitz Gavoya Chamishimama. And then, it, what happened was, so that was the pshat that gave light to Klal Yisrael. Heyer Einehem Shal Yisrael. And then what happened was on Chav Dalid Sivan, almost a month later, 
it's two months later, excuse me. Yeah. So they davened that the that the Igeris, which were written by Haman, that there should be a Chalufen, that there should be of an Ahapachu, and they should change the Igeris. And that's what happened. The Tfilas were heard. So that was that was the concept of what? Shimi. That the the the, the Tfilas Nageya to the Igeris were heard on Chav Gimel Sivan. HaKadosh Baruch heard the Tfilas and the Igeris were changed. And then what happened was uh, almost a year later on Yud on Yud Gimel Adar, they were makish, they, they banged on the doors of Rachamim because they had a fight against Amalek. It wasn't simple. They had to go out and they had to kill Amalek. You can't stop and kill Amalek. It's only through the Kayach of Tefillah. HaKadosh Baruch was Pesech to Shari Rachamim. Rabbi Sai, this all relates to the concepts of Korbanus. Korbanus is all Keneged, as we know, Keneged, Tfilis, or we say the opposite, Tfilis is B'makam Korbanus, the Tfilis Shal Shachris, Keneged the Tamar Shal Shachris, Minchas Keneged the Tamar Shal Shachris, Abayim, and, um, and the Myers Keneged the Hector Chalov and Ve'varim, that we put on the Mizbeach. Rabbi said, we see throughout Sefer Vayikra and throughout the Korbanus, that there are great, great hints to the power of tefillah. Before I mention, I'll just mention a story which we said last night, and I think that uh, it's worthwhile to say over the power of tefillah that I heard from a friend of mine this week, how important tefillah is. Uh, many, many years ago, there was a Yid Tzadik living in Yishlaim, his name was Rebifal Levin. Rebifal, a lot of Nehyakov Talmidim had the opportunity to get to know him. I myself was able to be by him quite a few times, and I drove him in the car. He was the son of the tzaddik, Rabbi Arya Levin. In the late 1970s, there was a prime minister named Menachem Begin, and even though he was friendly to the to the religious parties, but he had the minister of, of um, that was in charge of the, of the, uh, the what's called again, the uh, Sarha Mishpatim, the one who was in charge of the laws, was a person by the name of Jew, by the name of Shmuel Tamir, he wasn't religious, he wasn't anti-religious, but he followed a lot of the rules. In those days, they wanted to enact a law that would allow women to have abortions. And, you know, freedom of rights, a very popular thing in the United States today. So a group of Rabbanim wanted to go and to, to, to beg him that he should not do it. They knew he wasn't anti-religious. They felt that they talked to him heart to heart, they might get him to convince him. So they asked that Rabbi Levin should come and Rafal said he's only going to come on the condition that they would make a young tefillah in the yeshivas to, to daven, that they should be successful, to be able to bring down this law, which was pro-abortion. And that's what happened. The yeshivas, they made a special young tefillah. And the next day, uh, the Rabbanim went and Rafal went with them. And Rafal said, over, I want to tell you a story that I heard from my father, Rabbi Aryeh, that 60 years ago in Yushalayim, there was a young couple that lived in Musrara, which in those days was a very, very poor neighborhood. And they came to my father and they asked him that he should uh, he should give him a heter. The woman was pregnant and she wanted to have an abortion. He says, how can you have an abortion? I can't give a heter for an abortion. What's the reason why you want to have an abortion? Is it a danger to you? He says, no, it's not a danger to me physically, but we're very, very poor. We don't have any money. And to bring up a child into such a poor environment, we just feel we can't allow our child to be brought up in such a astute situation. So Rabbi said, that's the reason why you want to have an abortion. 
I promise you, I'll take upon myself to support you and your child for the next five years. I'll pay for the food costs. I'll pay for the baby, for the medical costs. I'll pay for his education for the first five years of his life. But I beg of you, do not, do not um, end this life that is now beating within your womb. And she said, Rabbi, if you tell me that you're going to support us, then I won't make an abortion. So Rabbi Fall Levin turned to the Shmuel Tamir. He says, I want to tell you, that couple was your parents. And you were the child that was born from the intervention of my father together with your parents. And therefore, I beg of you, do not allow this law of abortions to continue. So the Shmuel Tamir was shocked. He had never heard this story about his, about his parents and about himself. And he said, I have to take a break. And he ended up calling his mother who was still alive and he asked her if the story, she asked her if the story was true. And she said, yes, the story was true. This actually took place. So he turned to the Rabbanami afterwards and he said, if that's the case, I rescind the decision. I see how important it is. And how could I have even begun to, th- to thought to, to be involved with this legislation? So the Rabbanim were very happy, but the Rabbanim asked for before the afterwards. You had such a gravalica story. You had the ace of spades in your hand. This story look, is a personal story that took place to him. So for sure, would you have to go and make a yom tefillah beforehand? You should have just said the story. It would have been the would have been the knockout. So he said, you don't understand. If I wouldn't, if it wouldn't have been the kaicha tefillah, the story would have gone in one ear and out the other. The only reason why he was able to really understand and take it fully is because the tefillahs opened up his heart. Without the tefillahs, Rabbi Zayn, we could not have been successful. Rabbi Zayn, the kaicha tefillah, this is the tzav hashah which we need during these days. And we see it clearly in the parsha. There's a pasuk in the parsha which speaks about the bringing of the karbonus, and it speaks about the hifshit es ha You have to skin the and then you have to cut it up into different parts. And then the Pasuk says, You have to put it on the fire, the and you put in the Sachim, and the Rosh, and the Padir. We burn the Karbanas, as we said before, the Hektech Halavim Ve'ivarim. That's the Hakrava of the carbon. But before the Hakrava of the carbon, there's two stages. It's called Hefshit, Nituach, and then there's the Haktorah of the Mizbeach. Rav Schwab says, we see from over here, there are really three things which a person has to do, as we said before, not only in Korbanas, but also in relationship to Tefillah. The Shulchan Aruch says in Hilchus Tefillah that a person, before he starts to daven, he has to contemplate the words that he's going to say. And it says the Chasidim Harishonim Nanchemaisa. They would literally, they would be misbodeid. They would contemplate, and they would think about what's going to happen, the relationship they're going to have with Hakadosh Baruch Hu, until they would get to the point of his pashtus hagashmius. Their physical outer shell would be removed from them, and they would be misgaber the koychasichli. They got to such a point that the korav lamailas hanavua. They would get to the point of Navu. Now, Rabbi, it sounds like a very, very high level. It's brought down to Shulchan Aruch. We can't necessarily reach that level. But at least we can contemplate. We should see that the really we have to separate the body from the goof. And this is the first thing. The first thing is 
to be to make what's called the hefshit, to take away the physical as much as we can. Before we dive in, a person should try his utmost to think about things which will cause him to have humility, as we saw before by Merch Rabbeinu. Dvorim ha-machniyam ha-leiv, the Shulchan Aruch says. To think about who I am and the relationship that I have with the Creator. So this is the second point. That's l'nateach, to, to literally cut ourselves up, as the Pasuk says, leiv nishbar v'nitke l'kim le'sivzeh. When a person has a broken heart, and a person that recognizes a lot of times when a person has a tzara, all of a sudden he starts to call out to HaKadosh Baruch That's the second aspect. And the last thing is, when a person starts to say the words, Hashem, to say it with a hislavus, to say it with an enthusiasm, I'm speaking to HaKadosh Baruch I'm literally going on the Eisha Mizbeach, Kilo Makriv Atzmai Al HaMizbeach. Rabbi said, what we learned from here is that really we have to contemplate that everything that we are is really, we're in the hands of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And uh, this could be the reason, Rav Schwab says, why we say, Hashem Sfasai Tiftoch Afiyagi Tilasecha. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, open up our lips and uh, our mouth should say over your Tehillus. He says, because if a person really would reach these very high levels, lofty levels, which are hard to reach, but if a person would contemplate this, then literally he would recognize that his lips are not really his, his lips. They're really the lips of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's what he has to call out for. You know, these days, when we see that so many people are in distress, and the refugees, and we're seeing the stories about how hundreds of thousands of Jews being sent away from their homes, and it's, 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 it's clearly a message that we have to take to heart and for sure, as we said last night in the Zoom Shmuz, whatever we can do in order to help another Jew by uh, supporting, by giving donations to organizations that are involved, and they're really great, great organizations, taking out thousands and thousands, Yisoyimim, and people who don't have homes, and people coming out to Israel. The Rebbe tonight discussed today how it's possible maybe we could get a family to move into us that needs, that needs a place. We heard that there are families now that are coming, that they're beginning to try to find hosts for them, and we're hoping that will be zaycha to be able to be mishtatif. There's no question that we have to we have to realize But the kayach of tefillah, Rabbi Sai, to realize that this is really maybe the the reason why we're beginning sefer vayikra, and I think that this also <coughs> enables us to have a different understanding of zechiras hamalek to recognize zachas or asomal. What did hamalek try to do? They tried to be mekarir. They try to cool us off. But if we'll have what's called Hispashtus Hagashmius, and we'll have <coughs> the Hector Chalovim Vevarim, putting ourselves on the Mizbeach, and we recognize we have to cry out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And so Revolvi brings down that the problem is sometimes that we, continue, we think that we're alive and well, everything is going. We ourselves are the boss over our beings, but we're not. If we would take a stethoscope from a doctor, and we would listen to our heartbeat. We would hear how how loud that heart is beating. And if chas v'sholem, that heart would stop to be beating for even one period, then we would expire. So this is the kavana. The kavana is to get close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and to recognize that we're all in the hands of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And in that way, 
we remove the Amalek that's within, within ourselves, we remove the Amalek which is outside of ourselves. Rabbi said, what did Amalek try to do? Try to disconnect the Chibur between Klal Yisrael and the Rabbi Shalom. Through Tfilas, through prayer, we are able to what? To be able to attach ourselves to the Rabbi Shalom. As Rabbi Gershon Edelson said, we should have more reflection of the words should see our affliction, he should fight our battles, he should quickly bring the gula. Rabbi said, these days are Mesuga for tefillah. This Shabbos, the Shabbos of Parsha Zohar, we should remember all the Amalekim. And I want to end off with a fantastic story, which I just happened to have seen. I had heard it many, many years ago, but it really depicts this Indian. The Chassam Seifer, when he was 15 years old, he completed the entire Shas. And he wanted to make a Siyam. But like a good Talmud, he went to his Rebbe of Nassim Adler, and he said, Rebbe, how do I make a Siyam? What should I do in order to make a Siyam? So Rebbe Nassim Adler said again, it's a big Madrega, only Chassam Seifer was holding by it. He said, you should fast for three days, 72 hours, literally, like Esther had requested from Klai And then afterwards, you'll make the Siyam. And that's what he did. He was a very strong boy. And he went with a group of his friends. And the last Mincha, he went into the forest. And they davened together in the forest. And he was davening a long davening. And all of a sudden, a guy, it could be, it was, uh, I don't know if he came from Russia, or didn't come from Russia. But he saw him, and he's a big, gigantic guy. And when the other friends saw this guy, they saw that he was had he had hatred in his eyes. They ran away and they left the Chassam Seifer there all by himself. And this guy was looking at the Chassam Seifer, davening and praying. He decided to wait until he finished it. And when he finished davening, he fell upon him and he started beating him, tried to beat him to death. And the Chassam Seifer was like, first of all, he had come out of the level of davening to Gershbok and he had finished just, he was in a period of 72 hours of fasting. But he fought like a lion, and he was able to be victorious. They say that Chassam Soifer was very, very strong also. And he literally killed this killed this guy. He went afterwards, beaten and, and, and broken and bruised. He went to his Rebbe and he said, Rebbe, I don't understand. You told me that a great schooler for finishing Shas would be to first for three days and then to Davin. And then, all of a sudden, this guy tried to kill me, and I, and I had to save myself. So Rav Nassim Adler said, this guy was from the Zera Amalek. And he didn't say it, but that's really what he was saying. He said, Rav Nassim Adler knew that he had that the way to get rid of him was only through the Kayach of the Torah of the Chassam Seifer, combined with the Kayach of Tefillah. And therefore, he was Zeichet to kill from the Zera Amalek. Rabbi said, the Zera Amalek, all this form bring down as anyone that tries to go against the Jewish people, just like the Germans, the Nazis in those days, and throughout the generations, anyone that comes up against Klai Yisrael and wants to destroy Klai Yisrael is considered from the Zerah Malik. What do we have? We have the Kayach of the Torah, the Kayach of the Karbanis, and the Karbanis is the Kayach of Tefillah. We should daven to Hashem, she gives Yatid Shmaya. We should be Zoichem Yitzhashem to Timcha Zech Amalek. We should be Zoichem to get closer to Kadosh Barchum. And with that, there's no question. We'll be Zoichem to La Yehudim Haisa'ur Vesimcha Vesasim Yikar. Kainti Yalanu. Wishing everyone a wonderful Shabbos. 
Thank you very much for listening. We want to thank jfoundations.com. If you could sponsor any of our activities, it'd be another way of addressing and being able to give over Torah to other people. Go on the website and show your support. Thank you very much for joining us.